The following contains adult language. I started writing when I was about nine years old, but there were lacunae and hiatuses. But I was a young scientist. Mm -hmm. That's what I would tell people, that I was going to be a scientist. And I had all these little science kits, you know. You remember those. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I had them all because my father lavished upon me what he did not have, you know, in his impoverished childhood. And he had the same kind of intellectual interests that I have in life. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me any kind of science toy I wanted, and I wanted a lot of them. So consciously, I was thinking about science. But I always kept, of course, logs, journals, and diaries about whatever science I was into, be it chemistry or math or physics or astronomy. Willie Smith is a resident writer in the 2007 Jack Straw Writers Program. You're listening to him in discussion with program curator Matt Briggs. Then there was a short story contest in the fifth grade, and I had to write a short story. It just dawned on me. I had to do this. And so, of course, I wrote a science fiction story called Bee Bomber about the invention of the binding force bomb. <laughs> so it was called Bee Bomber, mm -hmm. and uh, it won first prize. You know, and it was my first publication. It was published uh, in 30 copies in Blue Mimeograph. Oh, excellent. I received, I think, one copy for payment. Which is how it works today. That's right. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone much further than that, actually. <laughs> so while being the young scientist, I was still getting, as I went along, all of this great education and exposure to mm -hmm. being a fiction writer. Yeah. <laughs> now you'll hear selections from Willie's live reading at Jack Straw Productions with an introduction by Matt Briggs. And our first reader, Willie Smith, I'd like to introduce to you. He's been producing a steady stream of short stories, poems, cassette tapes, chat books, and even a novel. Willie's writing seems to me the verbal equivalent of Robert Crumb's drawings. He is drawn to the straight-laced and correspondingly suppressed underside of American life. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Willie Smith. Thank you all for being here today. I've noticed on the internet, which is the current underground exchange program, I guess, that a lot of folks are writing poems about their penises. So not wanting to be a copycat ever seeking deliberately originality, I decided to write one about my frenulum. My frenulum. My frenulum plays in a string band. Singer, washboard, toilet paper comb, washtub bass. Frenulum holds down the banjo. We do shows in one-horse towns strung out all over the county, pretty strung out ourselves, live off crosstops, secondalls, bourbon, spaghetti. Frenulum holds it together, also skilled in the use of a can opener. He's a cook, a whiz at coaxing spaghetti from a can. Hell, my frenulum can fork six quarts of bloody worms on the table quicker than you can say lynch Christ. My friend rips a stingray off a residential curb this last Wednesday 
before the drunk, after we decided theft necessary to the revolution. We go riding out by Alki, expect a chance to be spit the rich, but they're all downtown sweating dough. All we manage is accidentally to run over a welfare baby left alone for a minute while mom turns a trick. The kid rolls out into the boulevard and we roll over it. Oh, sometimes me and my frenulum are a pair. We just drive on. Till a cop stops us for infant liver on the radiator. My friend tries to sell the cop a blowjob. The law, evidently not into trade, overheats, pulls his heater, and we hustle into the blackberries with bullets singing overhead, splatting into trees, thudding earth beside our feet. Finally, my friend gives up, comes out with hands laced overhead, sacrifices himself to buy me time to slink away to freedom in some dingy bar in Snohomish we had a gig. I wasn't looking forward to working without a twanger, but neither did I desire to cop to the cops downtown about rolling over the baby, stealing the stingray in the first crime. So imagine my nuts when, as we're warming up to play, bickering who's going to double on banjo, who walks in with just a few blood spots on his person, but my friend. What happened was, turns out, the cop gives my frenulum head, often a nook down in the sub-basement of the public safety building. Both parties don latex gloves, likewise Trojans, USDA dental dams. Seems the cop even climbs into a wetsuit. My friend is beginning to feel next safe sex will happen. Then the guy's gun, as guns will, as if they had a will, falls out. Discharge happens. Pill flies upstairs into the maximus of some bigwig in conference with the mayor. Thugs in suits swarm. Gunplay erupts. The shots shock to his senses the cop, who then makes a smarmy play for his erstwhile partner. In a hail of slugs, my frenulum, in his own words, insinuate myself down the drain, squirm like murder through the sewer, escape by the epidermis of my bicuspids. And so we play away into the night that night. My friend tickles the banjo between gobbling Jojos, gulping hot Joe, popping cross tops, to stay tight and in tune after yet another day against the law. Well, obviously, I have an image problem. <clears throat> and I'd like to read a piece about that. Image problem. I sidled up to and laid hands on the neck inside the mirror. I was sick of my reflection. Never helped out with the dishes. Never took me out to lunch. Never showed me a good time. 
always nagging, I can't tell left from right. So after years of looking me over, decided to disappear the pest. In a former life, I'd tried assault. Come away with lacerated knuckles, bloody forehead, bastard hid behind shatters. But tonight reached inside, choking the freak to death. It was great. First time ever I grew unafraid who stood behind. The tongue, a crut from a constipated mutt-butt, exited. Eyes bulged, face blued, hoisted spook up off floor, jerked repeatedly till felt neck crack, dropped the sack of crap, caught my breath a sec. Thing lay face up on the throw rug, rolled eyes over, looked pretty dead, not pretty, still a ringer for yours sick, but it looked dead. I stared into those baby blues, caught myself on the pupil, staring like a mouse out its hole, me tinier yet on the mouse eye, another me in the eye of, I was infested with myself. Flat on my back, eyes snaked at the glass, I couldn't stand it, images of me, piled on down to the sphincter of bottomless infinity. Realized if the mouse into the dump jumped, would be trapped. Dying proof God is in my image made. Slithered shut eyes, chattered on chain, through deadbolt, scurried under Murphy, curled up recanting scientist-wise, but too late. Revelation had irreversibly goosed fancy. Leaped up, cursing, itching, scratching, flailing, barely able to keep lids on this blur passing for reality down. Then, gut mambo, thumps intensified, rhythm set up, thump, thump, bread, ump, ump, then mump, mump. Holy God, my guts were coming up. Decided, why not look? Only once in a life your guts get stomped out. This no pony show, no champagne, no saran wrap, no naked strap-on telephone gal. Hi, this your colon? Talk to me. The tongue is a sex toy. So is the brain. The room remained full of me. I lay flat as a curbside beer. Everything normal, seen from below except on the bread box boogied my upright corpse. So I took her for, trampling intestines in her bone-bad glory. She was pretty far gone. Eyes loved kneecaps, wormed over pelvis, up the ribs beyond the clarinet neck to the skull. Chin aimed at ceiling two feet below, stucco she pitched for cranium first, while her tarsals tattooed my torso, slowly to give the once-over, down bent the skull. Me all right. I'd know those cheeks, however lichen blushed. Lantern jaw, moon bear, couple canines, eight other teeth, 
grin suitable for framing blackmail, cave in the cliff nose, and the loveliest eyes you ever saw of spinning, spinning, never stopping dice. It was all up to chance. But so the jig kept up. The dizziness, the sickness, the lockness, and all her sister brood, nested in my image at the bottom, peering through the top, dead or alive, I was I or I was not, because, so the beat kept up, I was it, jumped up, chased through the dump, from kitchenette, through toilet, through living space, a slew of scum, till I collapsed, utterly beat, without any the least dream into my exhausted self. Thanks much for your patience. This podcast was produced by Jack Straw Productions as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The 2007 curator of this program is Matt Briggs. Music performed by Christian Asplund and recorded as part of the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. Recording engineers are Mo Preventure and Tom Stiles. Arts Program's manager is Van Deep. Narrator is Michelle Kazak. And executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, Poncho, the Mayor's Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, For Culture, King County Lodging Tax Fund, the Washington State Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>